I tried to uh, get close to Vera, but yeah, she's uh, quite fast as well. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing okay. We uh, we survived the hurricane um, yes. last week, and um, you know we were we were we were blessed. Um, uh, you see the pictures from a lot of the other areas, and even just um, just a little bit south of us at the you know the the town where my son was born, the the hospital where he was born, and, and my wife worked for for a couple of years. Um, they had really bad flooding, and like the people that were working there couldn't get out, so. We only had a couple of branches down in the yard. We lost a little bit of our fence, and and honestly, I, I think I sent you a picture. And and by two days later, like if you just looked at it, you, it looks like we just did a bunch of uh, yard work, and that's it. Like it does, you you couldn't really tell that there was that much going on. But and even here in our neighborhood, there was a house that uh, tree fell on it. There were a couple other trees down in the in the yard. So we we were very blessed. We were very fortunate. And, uh, mm-hmm. Any so, scary moments while uh, while it was passing, or you know, it was it was. So I stayed up most of the night just because I was nervous about. There were these mm-hmm. couple trees that are near right near our house, and I just was really worried about them. And uh, just uh, as I was sitting there, you know, looking out the window, and uh, you could see you know lightning, but then you could see when transformers would 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 blow, and you knew people were you know losing power because they would it would yeah. just light up the sky this eerie like blue green color. Um, and uh, so that was that was kind of. Uh, a little bit strange it was just kind of scary and you could see the trees were really blowing but nothing really i mean there was one big loud thud and that was that was when one of the big branches took out our fence um but besides that i mean there was you know it was it was really not that bad ben slept through the whole thing of course like a champ he didn't know anything happened um yeah so he thought it was he thought it was great he got to (laughs) run around and pick up little sticks you know all all day the next couple days and put them in the pile and and um, you know, it was, it was really sweet that he was, he was trying to help, but, yeah, yeah. um, every, every little stick, it was about, you know, a foot long, maybe six inches or something. And he was, he was so <laughs> excited about it. But, well, um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it's funny, I, I well, not funny, but, um, you know, when, when, uh, a hurricane passes somewhere, you're always concerned about the people living there, but it's kind of far away. Yes. And then yeah. all of a sudden when, when you know people that are <laughs> close to it, maybe not right in the path, but pretty darn close it's a very different uh yeah you know the, the center of the storm passed maybe i don't know 50 probably less than 50 miles from from where we were fortunately by the time it got to us it just it had weakened enough that it wasn't it wasn't that bad um and i and, and i do want to thank everybody including including you RJ, just for for checking out on me and there were a number of people online on twitter who who checked mm-hmm. in to make that uh, and, and sent their their well wishes you know uh, so mm-hmm. I, I really do appreciate that it meant a lot to me we talk about the biathlon family and and um, you know, we talk about it specifically with the athletes and coaches and, and everybody involved with the World Cup, but I think it extends to, to Twitter as well. So I just mm-hmm. want to say thanks to everybody, and, and I, it meant a lot to me just to, to see your messages. Oh. Yeah, no, you were definitely on our mind. So, and no longer Twitter, maybe soon. Hey, might be two X or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever uh, Elon Musk is going to call it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man, well, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure out what what comes next. Yeah. So I think we have something new on uh, on our podcast, uh, a recurring guest, or, or very first I... one. Oh. Yeah, we're not. I'm not uh, missing anyone. No, 
No, I think we talked recording. about guests. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Christian, Christian Wolf. Um, we uh, we were originally planning to talk to him right after the the summer <laughs> World Championships, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, uh, planning wise, it just worked out that we uh, talked to him. And uh, as usual, it was funny because you and I had talked a little bit about um, maybe a bit of a shorter format, and I think we mm-hmm. talked uh, an hour and forty plus minutes. So mm-hmm. um, this will be another uh, episode that we'll uh, broadcast in two separate episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, varying f- from, you know, we talked about just podcasts with Ukulele, uh, yes. printing t-shirts, obviously a lot about the, the world championships in, uh, in group holding, um, about, the Dani- bullets. about bullets, uh, the Danish team, uh, yes. uh, mixed teams in, uh, in relays training in Norway sponsoring. Yeah. It was, was a lot. And uh, a little a little preview for the World Cup season. Yes, yeah. I think it's yeah, the somehow. first time we've really talked about the upcoming season. That's true. Yeah, it's October and now, it, and so it was I think a little it's, bit. It's, uh, we're allowed to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it was sort of weird, and I was actually thinking before we started recording that uh, I'm at that point where I think my how would you say if you would chart my uh, my interest in biathlon, yeah, maybe not interest, more the active time spending on the interest in biathlon mm-hmm. has probably uh, seen his lowest point and is, is uh, ramping up towards ramping the start up of the season again. So I'll tell you, one of the things that got me going was that uh, you sent me the picture, was it on Monday of the, um, from the, from, from Canmore with the, the trees, uh, the leaves were yeah, turning yeah. colors and it was, uh, I was like, yeah, all right, we're getting there. You know, it's Yeah, fun. it's just gorgeous. Well, actually, I think... Maybe October 21st, they start uh, the Camor Nordic Center is what they call frozen thunder. So they Ooh. they collect snow at the end of the season and yes. then um, put a layer of sawdust on it. Uh-huh. And even though summers in, in Camor can be, you know, 25, mm-hmm. 30 degrees Celsius, um, it, it, they, can, they have enough left so they can do a, a small loop of uh, old snow and then typically, you know, I usually put my winter tires on October, around October 15, because that's <laughs> when we can start seeing the first snow, serious snow. Uh, um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're we're at that stage in Calgary where you're not, the S word is not to be mentioned, mm-hmm. snow for, uh, just to be clear, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and winter is not allowed to be talked about. So uh, it, no, but yeah, it's, it's gorgeous now. The trees are all changing color. It's not, uh, I've never seen it in out east, uh, north U.S. or or Canada. Apparently, it's even more gorgeous there, but it's still pretty darn beautiful here. And uh, just driving out to Canmore and back, and and being able to shoot there is pretty pretty amazing. So uh, I always try to share at least one picture with uh, with Jordan when I'm out there on Monday. So yeah, yeah, make me make me even more jealous. <laughs> um, I think we cover most of the current events uh in mm-hmm. the uh the talk with uh with christian yes so yeah. unless there's anything That's else probably going to fall into part two i think just based on where yeah. it came in the where it came in the conversation but yeah yeah I, we did cover most of the most of the current events no i think i think yeah. we're we're pretty much up on everything okay all right I, well, then, i'm anticipating uh, oh. in the next couple of weeks we're going to start seeing a lot more a lot more news uh yeah coming out. yeah just, yeah, uh, and I yeah, we talk about it with Christian too. But uh, the biggest thing that keeps me busy is uh, Tandra Vold and Ekhoff. I, I, I <laughs> yes, just, yeah. The whole the whole Norwegian women's team. 
I am well, very, that, but very specifically interested. those two because they were yeah. like basically tied at the hip and and yeah. uh, I I don't know if they just needed a break from each other or what else yeah. like we're never going to find out I'm sure but uh, I'm just really yeah, we'll have to wait we'll have to wait for the uh, the memoirs in in twenty years yeah. or you know, yeah, yeah. the tell alls yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, thanks everyone uh, for listening to our podcast, and uh, we hope you will have as much fun with this uh, interview with Christian Part One. And uh, part two coming a week later. Absolutely. So, all right. Have a good one. You too. Yodley. Through the eyes of. One really cool thing, and I and you probably were on there already, but I just realized that you actually have your name on the uh, biathlonresults.com, hey? Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, But surprisingly, you're not on Real Biathlon. Uh, yeah, but I maybe not have enough results to be on real biathlon. Um, and I I only compete at the summer world champs because, uh, it's my, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's my only goal for for biathlon right now as a competitor, because in the wintertime I'm commentating all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're you're a little busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's still, still super cool to see that though. Yeah. And it's it's cool to do the same analysis uh, as I do uh, after every race to to just see who's the, who's the fastest, who's the best mm-hmm. on the range, uh, and every yeah, all the splits, you know. So and I do that my yeah also because of all the Danish guys uh, that were at the World Championships um, mm-hmm. this August. So a lot of. Um, Analyzing stuff, where do we lose uh, the most time? Mm-hmm. Is it in the uphills, in the flats, in uh, in the range, or yeah, just mm-hmm. just the living the the five shots? Is it is it just the shooting part, or where mm-hmm. is it? So when you say on the downhills and uphills, do you? I'm assuming you combine the data then with your own. Uh like a GPS on your watch or something like that? Yeah, because um, we have Strava uh, and this uh, yeah, community where you, you can share all the data and then we can see um, some of the parts of the track. Yeah, you can do these uh, segments and then you can analyze a bit further down right. um, to is it on the flat or is it yeah between this um, yeah time um, or is it, uh, yeah, on the way into the range or something like that. So that that's some some of the the tools in the toolbox to to analyze even further down. Um, and we use this yeah a lot in in Denmark uh, worldwide. This Strava with all the segments. Actually, mm-hmm. I think we all we guys did some analysis uh, of uh, Biba Bendika. I sent yeah. yeah I mean mm-hmm. it was just we analyzed a lot of uh, different tracks uh, last winter. Um, on the distance, and then yeah. we could yeah, see yeah. that there was a lot of different um, difference <laughs> between all the the tracks on the World Cup stadiums. I so. found that shocking. Yeah, honestly, yeah, me, like yeah, you know, because if it's like ten meters. Sure, in a turn, you maybe cut a little short yeah. or whatever, but like those differences were significant. Yeah, but I guess that turns into it's because it, these stadiums that we use now as biathlon stadium it's mm-hmm. the natural the forest the yeah, yeah. The, the old-fashioned way of designing a track because you use mm-hmm. the the height meters from the forest and from the hills it's not like when in beijing uh, you could 
you could bulldoze yeah. down a track yeah. into and you can design it with this kind of steep hill and this kind of turn mm-hmm. um so that's why it it, it has some differences uh that being said though um i also analyzed some tracks like i think there's one in Annecy and i think there's one in Contilati maybe where they kind of go up a hill and then basically make a u-turn yeah so that excuse doesn't fly because then oh, they yeah. can just yeah, put yeah. the u-turn it, exactly at the yeah, right distance yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean whatever right it, as long as they all go the same distance in a race it's not a big deal no 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 but um, can you just stand up a little bit and show me your shirt yeah uh it's um you know it's a great slogan probably the best <laughs> sport in the world uh <laughs> that's cool carlsberg like is it. the yeah you know i don't know do you know carlsberg a beer yeah. yes yeah yeah so that that's their slogan and just i turned it into a t-shirt so i have a lot of these t-shirts um it's three actually, misses though yeah, but no. You're, Are you still you're, shooting? You're still shooting. So. <laughs> you're two for two. It's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoot, I shoot from right to left, so that's why I, I uh, have three. Yeah, three like uh, most of us do. So yeah, well, but this I, is um, I actually I, I I design a lot of t-shirts um, and I wear them when I'm commentating on on the TV. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. And. Um, it's just for the fun, but some t- yeah, somehow it just turned out to be, yeah, something that uh, many spectators, uh, TV viewers, they found found funny. So we just got into a t-shirt company that would like to help me produce these uh, in a larger <laughs> awesome. scale. And then so suddenly um, we made, um, yeah, I don't know, a system where every t-shirt was sold and. F- 50 kroners in Danish kroners, um, eight, nine dollars, uh, went to Ukalex, Slittermark. Uh, so, nice. oh. to, to, so I, I don't make any money of it. It's just for the fun. Mm-hmm. And then all the, the 50 kroners, uh, went to Ukalex. So some, somehow the Danish TV viewers and Greenlandish uh, TV viewers could support, uh, Ukalex. Um, so it was, quite successful idea. yeah yeah so just uh, some fun and then it turned out to be something that worked uh without even with the i don't know it didn't i didn't have it as a purpose so mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, it just went on <laughs> those things usually work out the best i find if you yeah. if you're just doing it because you want to and not any you know drive behind it to make money or yeah I should more. go get. Uh, I should go pick up the other T-shirts. You can see them. Um, yeah, well, I can also I send you a link. Uh, so yeah, you can send a link. That'd be great. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is there a link where people can go see them, and and are they still for sale? Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't know if they deliver <laughs> to Canada or Florida. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but you can ask. Um, actually, yeah. I'm just. I just. Uh, called them the other day, this uh, T-shirt company, uh, and we we talked about uh, making some cups um, for coffee mm. uh, yes. with the, the logos on and yep. some bags, so you can go mm-hmm. shop with with mm-hmm. this logo on. And um, yeah, maybe. And then we turn it around to do the development for the Danish uh, biathlon family. So it's mm-hmm. because I think Ukaleg is doing well on her own. So because she's doing so well right now yes uh, and they maybe we could yeah support the the danish biathlon guys so that's um yeah maybe uh, in a week or two we can uh yeah 
you can support by buying a cup <laughs> or a t-shirt or something like that. That's so awesome. cool. It's yeah. really funny too, because I was, uh, so I had my biathlon on Monday and Jordan and I uh, have talked in the past about maybe getting a cap or a t-shirt uh, yep. when he's going to be in Camor for either IBU Cup or World Cup or something. And uh, so I was chatting with somebody about that. And he said exactly like, oh, you should get some cups as well. And then in my case, I'll just leave them on the range. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that the, ne- the next group of uh, biathletes, either from the Alberta development team or the national team or whatever, sees them and hopefully picks them up. And I think ah. that would be a, a pretty cool way to to sort of spread the news as well. Yeah, yeah. You should do that. So uh, Just need to find a sponsor though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to end up being my own sponsor. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but still, that, that's still that's out. how I started. I just uh, printed the this stuff myself and yeah, yeah. just ironed it on. And so, so, but, but you can, um, yeah, you you can find some quite cheap t-shirt mm-hmm. t-shirts makers and them mm-hmm. uh, and help you with this. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I was, was going to look into. A, I, I like supporting local businesses, so. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, there's yeah. like the big ones online and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't and, mind and that, paying a little bit more to. Yeah, and that, that's what I went uh, on. I did it with a, a local Danish, uh, with with a lot of uh, sustainability, mm. like their purpose. So it's um, ecological um, cotton, and so nice. so, yeah. So it's quite good material, um, nice. and yeah. So yeah, well, if they if they ship internationally, maybe we can uh, talk to them yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> they they send it to Greenland, I, I guess. So um, because that's Canada is just a little bit further than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> short, short <hop. laughs> yeah. Just... They can actually send a dog sled from there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> go straight across the ice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, just a uh, completely different. But you mentioned Kroner. Is is the whole Scandinavia still not on the euro? Is that no, no, yeah, yeah. We we have our own. Uh, so there's Danish kroners and Norwegian kroners and Swedish kroners, and okay. they kind of similar, but uh, Swedish yeah. and Nor- uh, Norwegian kroners are a bit under the Danish yeah. kroner, but mm. but we follow the euro, so it's not yeah. that that big mm-hmm. of a deal. So, but but it was I don't know many years ago. Uh, we just thought maybe uh, this could yeah help. Um, yeah, keep Danish. It was the word mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So, right. Because so. did you did you have the euros at some point or never? No, no, never. Okay. So yeah. So and then fin- Finland is is euros or? Uh, I totally forgot all no, that. No, I, no, I no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can look it up, but I don't know. No, no, no. no I just, just but it's been a while since I've I've competed in Rovaniemi in Finland, and I guess it wasn't euro then. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, some they have some nice tracks there, and in Rovaniemi, it's uh, kind of like uh, the 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 holy place for Santa Claus. Uh, everything oh. <laughs> is about Santa Claus, <laughs> so he's everywhere. There's a tiny, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> it's yeah, figures and uh, stuff. So, and they believe that Santa Claus is from Finland, from Rovaniemi. Okay, yeah. so that's uh, north of the north, or what yeah, do you call yeah, that? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we believe in Denmark. We believe that Santa Claus is from Greenland. So, yeah. <laughs> what do they believe in Greenland? Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I have to ask Ukulek. Hey? That's a great yeah. Ukulek have... on the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how, how's your... Can you tell a bit more how your podcast is going with her? 
Yeah, it's going well. I think it's it's funny. I, I haven't looked uh, at the the numbers of the listeners, but it 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 doesn't matter for us because this is just um, a talk about mm. uh, some of the nerdy stuff, some some geek stuff about biathlon. So it's kind of like how to. F- do a form topping, uh, you know, tapering, uh, from how to do a zeroing, how to do um, training, how to do, um, uh, yeah, how, how do you prepare the skis and how do you um, go into a race? And so we have short podca- podcast, uh, it's around 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we have one topic and then we try to dive into this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like you can, you can hear it, uh, when you go to work on your bike here in right, Denmark. Right. Yeah. Nice. So, so it's, um, I think it's a good format. I, I, I guess it, it appeals to somebody who is like me is still learning about biathlon and how to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and that's. I think that that's our purpose. It's to teach and to develop more knowledge. So when you look at biathlon races this winter time, you you know a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like listening to you guys because you also bring some experts in and dive deep into what's the life of biathlon uh, behind the scenes. Right. And right. Uh, but but I think uh, our purpose is much more training like uh, physical stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So Why are you chuckling here? That's how a professional does it. They give a they give a compliment in the middle of their answer, you know, <laughs> buttering us up. Um, no, I was just gonna I was gonna say, are you guys gonna keep doing this throughout the season, or is are you just gonna kind of? Uh, it's it the yeah, it's the plan. Uh, okay. The plan is actually to go through the season and um, and maybe because Ukaleg is gonna travel a lot, and then she can bring some knowledge in from some of the other guys and girls mm-hmm. on the World Cup or, or IBU Cup. And that's um, so So we can also bring some experts in uh, to fill in some of the, yeah, the holes that we maybe have um, mm-hmm. or to, to hear some others' words about their, how do they move into the targets? Uh, mm-hmm. How do they, mm-hmm. what are they um, mentally um uh, affirmation what what do they say to themselves when they uh, hit them the mat uh in the range so yeah so maybe yeah i hope we're gonna go all the way uh that's the plan uh it was ukulele that uh, took this plan up and just went so and i'm eh, the more i can speak about <laughs> biathlon yeah. uh the heavier i get <laughs> <laughs> so i, I understand yeah. the feeling yeah so um what were you going to say, RJ? Oh, no, it's just um, like one, uh, obviously I'm super new to all the, the more technical stuff in biathlon, but um, I just had a chat with a guy I, I shoot with on Mondays and he did this whole uh, talk to us about how dry firing is actually not the yeah. best way to prepare uh, when ah. you're not actually shooting and huh. that holding is more important. Ah, and that apparently okay. more people are just holding. Yeah. But, Actually, um, I'm. We have done something about this uh, about uh, 
just a, a little chat about uh, dry firing. Uh, Ukalek is quite good at it and does it quite often, um, mm-hmm. but she she could do it more. Uh, I think I don't do it as much because I haven't got my rifle at home. So my right. dry firing is with a. Another kind of rifle, it's an air rifle, 10 meter air rifle. So it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's much more lighter uh, mm-hmm. in the weight and it's not so good. But but I I bought this Mantis. Uh, it's kind of like a, a little uh, accelerometer. So it, it can mm-hmm. measure um, the, the movement of the rifle. And then cool. when, I, when I pull the trigger on my air rifle, it records one or two or three seconds back so i can see the movement when i'm aiming and when i'm pulling my trigger so i can get feedback wide array with my air rifle at home so i can use it for dry firing and and i think that's uh, that's a it's a it's a cheap way to 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 uh, to go and uh, and practice some air uh dry firing with a air rifle at home because I have to buy a, a yeah a, I I can't have it at home uh, because I have to have this yeah closet <laughs> to, mm, to, yeah, to, to keep it in it's a safe yeah yeah <laughs> um, and I haven't got the room for that so but um, uh, but I think this it works with this mantis it's um, just a little thing you you screw on your 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 rifle and then it 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 gives you instant feedback. Um, and you, you can use a lot of different tools. I know Ukalek is using another one uh, with a laser on, so so she is can. Is it the SCAT? Yeah, it's a SCAT. So yeah, so yeah. she can, and that's even more precise and gives you even more. So it it shows you uh, where mm-hmm. you're gonna hit. Um, so when I'm using this Mantis, it it doesn't show me where I hit. It only shows my movement, and it gives me a credit. It gives me uh, points of my movement if i have the same movement every time from the oh. same in the same pattern i get a higher score so hmm. and it and and that's what we want in in biathlon we want the same movement every time um so i think this it it helps us uh, smaller guys smaller nations to develop into some yeah just to get some more knowledge about what are we doing <laughs> because and it's funny that uh, you say that because i i've not heard that about scat per se that that no. sort of uh checking consistency and rewarding no 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 uh, i'm sure you can it. do it but yeah but but i think that's one of the difference between the two systems um mm. so uh, the one is lagging the aim point uh and the other one has it uh but is lagging the point system uh, right. uh the score system so but but I, I guess it 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 can help uh, me getting to know because when I get my score, I can see um, I, I can see where my rifle is moving and when mm-hmm. uh, how is it moving, and then the feedback from the system tells me that maybe I'm pulling the trigger, maybe my chin is too uh, my chin pressure air pressure is too high, mm-hmm. maybe my and then it gives me feedback. So so I have I get some instant feedback because we haven't got a lot of uh, great biathlon coaches in Denmark, but but we're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
Um, actually, right right now we have Christian Borg, uh, another Danish guy, uh, yeah. at the trainer seminar in uh, Östersund uh, with IBU. So IBU is cool. is trying to develop yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, coaches from uh, the smaller nations, and uh, now right now there's a yeah there's a host uh, a, a big seminar in uh, in Östersund. I think I uh, Matthias Arns does that too. Yeah, he participates yeah. when he can't when he yeah. can. Yeah, yeah and, and he's one of the teachers, so he's one oh, of okay. the best guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, along with Wolfgang Pickler and uh, all the big guys, they are they are up there uh, nice. and giving up, uh, giving on uh, all the knowledge they have. So, would you be allowed to go if you, if you wanted to, or would yeah, yeah, you yeah, be yeah, invited, uh, or? Yeah, yeah, and I, I could have uh, been there, but but I have I really have to do a lot of work <laughs> as a hi- yeah. high school teacher. So yeah, um, I, I I took a week off um, yeah. just when we started this uh, this school year um, to get to Rupolding to the World Championship. Mm-hmm. So and now I'm getting back all the yeah classes that I missed. Um, I have to catch it all up. So so, but I have to. Yeah, prioritize a bit. Um, so I, I can't do it all, but um, yeah, but then yeah. we we send some other guys up and and they bring home a lot of yeah um, new stuff. It's quite a difference with North America. Hey, here the the kids skip school, and in Denmark the teachers <laughs> skip school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's not yeah, but but I I have um, a lot of flexibility from my nice. uh, yeah. From a school, so they they really want people to uh, have something they're passionate about because it gives so much more energy back to mm-hmm. the work. Um, if they kill all the passion, it um, mm-hmm. you're not a good teacher anymore. Yeah. Um, and we we talk a lot about um, mental stuff and physiological stuff about skiing, biathlon, and so on because I I, mm-hmm. I have it, it I have it as a subject uh, when I do uh, PE. So. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so I do roller skiing with my students, and I practice with uh, these uh, IR uh, ray f- rifles I have uh, in my basement. So, yeah. super cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, sorry, Jordan. Totally about than, ten minutes ago, I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was anymore. <laughs> but uh, I've got actually got a good a good transition. Um, so what was your, uh, for, for you and for your whole group, uh, going to Rupe holding, what was the experience like? And I'm not even talking about the racing. I mean, just, just being there with everybody. Yeah, it was just, uh, amazing. Um, it was this, we, we collect all the good, um, yeah, the, the, the good excitement, the good feelings, the good, uh, company it, because, it, and you know, and you talk a lot about it on your podcast, this biathlon family feeling, mm-hmm. and, and it's just there when you arrive, um, you live at the same hotel as the other, or you practice just, uh, the, uh, across, uh, next to the other guys and, yeah, and it was just a good experience for us to show that Denmark is there, and we want to mm-hmm. be there, and we are. We have five juniors, uh, <laughs> so it, it, this is kind of crazy because five years ago we have none. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so this is just um, uh, uprising good history um, about uh, how 
we are trying to yeah develop uh, as a small nation um it was cool to see the uh, the allocation of the lanes for zeroing when you enter the range uh on for, for zeroing you can see the allocated range uh, lanes and mm-hmm. denmark had two and <laughs> And Sweden had one, so that was just <laughs> yeah. So that's very cool because we have so many uh, participants uh, in the junior classes. We just uh-huh. we we could use two lanes for steering. Um So that that's just a good story. And 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 we got a lot of feedback from the other coaches. They were just wow, you it's so cool to see. And wow, you you and and some of our guys have only done biathlon for 10 months or one year and they just practice so much and now they they are have a level uh so they're not the last ones but uh but they still yeah but it this was so yeah i guess uh, i'm getting goosebumps now because it, it just means so much uh that that we have um shown that we're there and we we don't fall through this field in the field. So, um, yeah. And what a fantastic experience if you just started less than a year ago and, yes, and you're absolutely. all of a sudden at the world championships. And I know that yeah. not all the big guys were there or, or girls, yeah. but um, there's yeah. still some pretty you know, big names out there. So big names. just to be yeah. around them is must be super exciting. Yeah. And that that is one of the best experiences because now we can measure directly up to the best ones and see how far are we behind and and we can also measure that uh, when we look at our times we are the the, the course times the, the skiing speed mm-hmm. we are only I don't know seven eight nine percent after the best guys so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I calculated I was five, eight and eight and a half percent after Ponceoloma, uh, or nine percent or something like that, um, and that's that that's pretty close we think, uh, because in the winter yeah. time in yeah, in the winter time we are easily fifteen percent behind, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the difference and and I think this shows a lot about what the material does in the winter time and and yeah. that's mm-hmm. one of my so it, it it hurts me a lot because we haven't got the equipment we haven't got the the the, the skis at the same level at, at as the best guys so just when we start off on the start line we are behind and and we can show that easily by mm-hmm. uh, standing on the start line for the world uh, roller skiing uh, championships because just we, for you, maybe listeners that don't know yeah. with with Events like that, everybody just gets a, a new set from from the sponsor, basically, and they're yeah. pretty much equal, right? They they are exactly identical. So okay. yeah. you you have brand new skis. Uh, it's a German company, SRB, and they have new wheels on, and it's um, yeah, it's random elected, just so it's just delivered to you, uh, and the next day you get another pair, uh, another mm-hmm. pair. So so you can't. And you you must not bring the skis away from the track, so mm-hmm. you can't you can't fill with anything because right. you you get them fifteen minutes before the start. Okay, yeah, yeah. So and that's why when you stand on the skis, you think yes, it's identical to Ponceoloma, mm-hmm. um, and that gives you a good feeling because now sure, you yeah, can yeah. you can measure directly against mm-hmm. the the best guys and yeah, levels uh, the playing field a bit. Yeah, I think. 
And yeah, you talked about uh, Andrea Hinkel about this. Uh, um, if roller skiing is gonna be huge in 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 the future, mm-hmm. I think that this is one of the reasons it could be uh, bigger in future yeah. roller skiing yeah. because you can use all the millions of millions of Norwegian kroners they use on waxing <laughs> and testing. You can use then uh, that on a lot of uh, anything else and then you can develop much more in the high in the smaller schools you you can use all these money to develop the sport even more Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of something that is environmentally damaging and it's uh, health damaging um, because there's all these uh, fluor particles um, they they haven't banned this fluor uh, yet so so it's still out there and it's still um, yeah Doing some something about the environment and and the lungs uh, of the waxes. So. Yeah, yeah. Because it, you know, you always see the big trucks from the German teams and the Norwegian teams mm-hmm. with all the great ventilation and and that's fantastic. But I always wonder about the small teams that obviously can't afford a truck. And there may yep. be some collaboration with other teams, but still, I'll bet yeah. you a lot of them are just standing maybe with a little paper paper mask, yeah, waxing in a little uh, little room <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And yeah. And a lot of times we wax ourselves, so <laughs> right, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so that's um, but um, it's part of the game. So and mm-hmm. it's it's also what what makes it spectacular seeing ski races, uh, cross country skiing or biathlon races. It's you can see it right away when the skis are good or the the skis are bad, and it gives something to the spectators. It yeah. it does. So yeah, well, and it I mean. It's nice because I mean, tip, I, you, you can you know get a lot more expensive stocks and that kind of thing. But generally speaking, the rifles are all mm-hmm. the same too, right? You have yeah. basically two yeah. brands, and that's it. So yeah, the, I think uh, the skis 90, are the, yeah, ninety-eight percent of the World Cup is using Anschutz. So yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah. it's, it's only one company, and uh, yeah, but. Back to the World Championships, it was just um, this amazing feeling. And we did a lot of uh, lobbying, you know, just mm-hmm. chatting with a lot of other guys and making some connections. And, and that's that's our main goal right now. When every time we are out there, we have to yeah, get to know all the, the different guys also at the top of the IBU. So, and Ole Dalin, the president, get, got by and watched our searing and so on. So, oh, cool. and that's... Yeah, that's just very cool. And I ran into uh, Jerry, Jerry Korkish. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's the writer of the IBU magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, so mm. he's one of the journalists. And, and just I went by him because I, I did a piece many years ago uh, about me practicing biathlon and, and doing uh, commentating. Um, and And then we just took it. Uh, another round. Uh, so I think we are in the IBU magazine in... Maybe a month or so. Uh, That's great. Yeah. That's so awesome. I just chatted with him, and then we we got to talk about this. Yeah, just what we're talking about now: uh, the development of uh, smaller nations in in biathlon. Um, and that that's, I uh, yeah. Uh, once again, it's just uh, showing that we're there, and we want to mm-hmm. move on, and we want to make good connections, and we want to get help. Uh, that that's one of the reasons why we're there. It's just to to pick up all the help we can get. Yeah, um, yes. uh, and also we helped uh, the British guys because the, we had oh. one of our good friends uh, is uh, one of the British guys um, in the junior classes. 
And mm-hmm. he hadn't got a coach uh, the first day, so we just uh, we helped him a lot. And then um, he, he, her, his coach, um, yeah, got to the stadium, uh, but he could he he looked at the targets, and then I looked at uh, at some of my uh, boys. Junior guys, uh, when they hit all the target or try to hit, mm-hmm. um, then I ran from the range out to uh, out into the track to devel- to deliver what the British guy mm. uh, had hit on the prone, and also what my guys had hit on the prone. So it's just uh, we haven't got a, a walkie-talkie and another guy standing out there. So <laughs> it was just like <laughs> running from the range and out into the field uh, and along the track and just trying to help uh, the British guys and and my own guys. So. Mm-hmm. And that's just a funny story about. Uh, well, let's say thank thank goodness you did all that training because last time we talked to you, you had just come off of a, a 5K. Yeah. So you, oh, yeah. you were the, you were the right guy for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. So uh, see, yeah, that gives just... me goosebumps. A story like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but yeah, there's so many sports where even small nations, they're all so competitive that they yeah. they're all like secretive, and that that's one thing I really love about biathlon is that. You know, teams are willing to help each other out. They recognize mm-hmm. that they're in the same boat, and yeah. um, and everybody at the top also recognizes that you need the smaller nations to grow to yeah. keep the sport growing, right? So, yeah, and, and right. I think yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. I just right. My next my next question here was any specific, unique, or cool stories that came out of there. And there you go, right there. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what we what we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. It was just it, it was so funny. So and and. And I think it worked out, but but I'm not good enough to call the right decisions for all my athletes. So mm-hmm. I don't know the shooting patterns well enough. And mm-hmm. their their series when they shoot, it's not that um, collected. Mm-hmm. So so when they hit the five shots, it's all over the place, and it's difficult yeah. for me as a, a coach. To sh- to shout out to the boys, you have to click one down or two up or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's it's all over the place. But yeah. but that's that's our level right now. But and we're trying to, <laughs> and you can see that uh, I I only hit four out of the ten. So <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm going into the range with way too high pulse. But but that that's because I'm still a cross country skier doing shooting, and yeah. I'm not a bi athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I may, may, I'm doing a 5K in the head, so I'm I'm yeah. all in. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, how did you feel about your own performances? Yeah, I feel cool because I I know I practice maybe um, yeah only I, I bet I'm the one with the the least shots uh, of the total mm-hmm. of, of the bunch. So. I I think this year I've done a thousand shots, maybe. Huh. Yeah. So and all these guys are doing fifteen thousand shots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or twenty thousand shots in in a in a total season. So yeah. So that's that's the level. Um, and then I can't expect to hit more than than this. But uh, last time we spoke about Rupolding, we we talked about that. Um, it was an easy range, and we talked about that it's one of the best places to shoot clean. 
but it was really difficult. Actually, if, if you see down the, the result list, there's not many clean sheets. Uh, nope. So so it was kind of difficult. The, the wind was swirling a bit around. So, And I'm not stable enough on the prone to just... Um, but but, but the, the, the cool thing, I, I learned about my movement. I had the same movement every time. So now I know... Good what to to practice when i'm at home so mm-hmm. um and and that's uh, some cool stuff and then yeah so i i'm very satisfied with the ski speed uh i got into a quite good shape um doing this i think it was a 50 50 seconds behind the ponsioloma on on, on course time mm-hmm. on the on the uh, super sprint uh, but it, it's a short one, but but a lot of speed, and it was good, and and the feeling was good on the skis. Um, but yeah, um, and three misses in, in the prone and three in the standing. It's just it's, then you're gonna get so tired of this yeah. penalty loop, yeah, yeah. even though it's only uh, twenty uh, no, seventy five uh, meters on on this super sprint. Right. But yeah, I can be satisfied. I'm I'm I'm. Yeah, I, I actually calculated that I'm the oldest one on the starting line. Uh, I'm 37, so I was 11 years older than the average guy on the starting line <laughs> in the senior fell in the senior. <laughs> Do you know how old the youngest was? Uh, the the youngest ones, uh, I think it's um, yeah. What I haven't got that, uh, but oh, it's, it's also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember, but, but there's so many small nations and I, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. all the names here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so uh, what, what uh, was the, uh, like, was there any Danish TV attention for it or was there anything in the in the Danish news about uh, no. the world championships or no? Not at all. No. Uh, my my own TV station, TV2, uh, we, we only have the rights for, for the winter. Um, oh, okay. So and and I think it's separate uh, rights for the huh. TV. Um, so ZDF, uh, German television, and RRD, and uh, they 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 had some studios and so on. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but and that's it's sad that it's not even it's not bigger this World Championships. But but there were a lot of spectators. I think there were. I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand uh, on the stands. So it's so it's nearly full uh, on the stands, but there's nobody in the tracks. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that that's what's missing. uh, What's missing here um, in the summertime? But but it's so so nice to do uh, competitions in shorts. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) and sunglasses, and afterwards you can just sit in the sun and look at all all the Uh other uh, competitions and see uh, Vira and uh, Vitozzi and all Uh these uh, girls uh, practicing. So wow, that's just amazing. And they are also in shorts, so that's also nice. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Who was the uh, uh, the highest ranked athlete you talked to? Uh, yeah, I talked to Ponceloma and uh, Sebastian Samos, and just uh, I chatted with them uh, on the starting line uh, in the in the box where where mm. we warm up. Um, it was just because the the IBU or the the CV uh, that the, the the guys who are measuring the, the the time the data mm-hmm. uh, C, uh, is it isn't it called CV? I think so, but. 
Uh, I think that they're trying to do another kind of measurement for the winter time. So they they tested out uh, something new, uh, a new strap just under the knee, so yeah. they can um, test out some new data. I think it's uh, under mat. Uh, so it's more precise when you enter the mat and you leave the mat again or something like that. Okay. So, 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 so they are testing out some, some new things. I, I don't know if, it, if it's going to work in, in the winter time, but, but that's, uh, so I just, uh, talked with, uh, Sebastian Samuelson that he, he got one of those under the knee and he's like, what, what is this? And, <laughs> and I tried to explain what it was. Uh, so he yeah. didn't know about it. He, like, no, he no, because he just we when we are going up this uh, staircase, and uh-huh. on the staircase yep. you get the the, um, the chips on, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, around the angles, and then he and some other guys got this uh, another one around the knee. Uh, so, and I just heard some uh, IBU guys talk about that this is a new uh, testing uh, system. Hmm. Uh, they, they're trying to test something. Um, so. Yeah, and uh, we talked to some of the other Swedish guys about um, how they're training in Östersund. And uh, we have a girl. We should have had a girl uh, mm-hmm. at the World Championships, but but she, she's just started in Torsby in, in, in Sweden, in in this Huit uh, Gymnasium. Uh, so it's, yeah, um, a high school for, for skiing uh, and biathlon. So, mm. um, so she couldn't go to the World Championships. And, um, and a lot of the... The Swedish guys also went to Torsby uh, okay. before they mm-hmm. moved into uh, to Östersund. So, and so, so that's one of the talks. And uh, I talked to Paul Schummer a bit, uh, the American guy, because yeah. I, I follow him on YouTube. He has yeah. this uh, great uh, channel of um, exactly what we're doing—the whole the life behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just talked to him about that. I love it and. Uh, and he was just glad to hear that uh, that s- some some other guys are, are chatting, are, are looking into it. Uh, so, yeah, mm, yeah. So, I tried to uh, get close to Vera because I, I <laughs> yeah, she's Take a what quick selfie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's uh, quite fast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Think maybe Weir is watching the live stream and it's like, what oh, <laughs> <talking> about now? <laughs> so, um, how about your uh, how about your junior guys? Uh, how, how how did you feel about the how they did and and how did they enjoy their time there? Um, yeah, we talked about a lot about thinking like uh, a biathlete. So when you do competition, you have to think and act like a biathlete all the way. Um, because a lot of a lot of these guys are um, still doing cross country skiing and shooting, um, so we get around with too high pulse, uh, and we don't get down enough uh, on the entrance into the range. Um, but we're still um, doing a bit of yeah work about this, uh, and I think it's going well because one of the guys just uh, were fourth in the national. In the Norwegian nationals uh, on roller skis wow. in the junior classes, so no kidding, yeah, it's crazy. He went four, yeah, he were fourth. Uh, so it's just it it's the best result a, a Danish biathlete ever. <laughs> so it's crazy. He was that just is, 
Awesome. Yeah, he was hitting it all the way, full speed, full gas on the range, uh, shooting fantastic. And it it all went up. In, uh, yeah, so... Uh, and he was at the World Championships and did not go as well as he has hoped because he know he he can shoot well. But mm-hmm. um, but in in Norway he he went so well. <laughs> it's crazy. I definitely. So he, uh, he, I'm I'm gonna make a, a quick uh, ad here for uh, for Andrea. I, I you, you mentioned it. You listened to the pod, but um, um, living like a pro is that program that you just started to compete like a pro. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it would be uh, would be interesting if if you guys can connect at some point and uh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that could be. Yeah, because I I heard that she's gonna do also some online. So mm-hmm. so may, maybe we can chat with her or get to yeah think more like a biathlete uh, um, in combination with her. Yep. Um, it, be cool. it could be uh, a good yeah because we have um, we have some we we try to have some something in the future some somebody some expert somebody who's can inspire um so and um and that's also why we we send our guys to ibu training camps so they can meet uh, some of the the best guys um last week we had some guys in uh, in otepa in uh, huh. in in estonia mm-hmm. um for IBU training camp and and they it's it's kind of it's one of the the new things that IBU is is um, developing is this uh, regional camps so um, they IBU can give money for the ones who arrange regional camps so we can support each other and mm-hmm. uh, do some small competitions and so on nice. um, so. So there were some of the junior guys um, in Estonia and and doing some, and we also had some guys in uh, Schwarzwald in in in, in Germany uh, for a training camp as well, and also this, all these um, small things. It's what we're looking for in in the future to have a program yeah, yeah. where so we we know where we can send guys and we know how mm-hmm. to to do some uh, um, yeah where. Yeah, yeah, um, and actually, I think I just uh, got an email uh, yesterday from uh, Christian Borg, who is in Östersund, one of our guys mm-hmm. who is in Östersund, and uh, and we have to do um, an IBU um, seminar for uh, it's a regional workshop, Nordic Nordic meetings in Copenhagen uh, in the start of November. So nice. a lot of uh, IBU uh, big shots are coming. <laughs> For a Nordic meeting, that's in, and we have to arrange that in in Copenhagen. So that's just <laughs> that awesome. Yeah, it's just cool because now yeah. we, we we can. It's it one of the purposes uh, from for from us is just to show that we want to and yeah, we yeah. Uh, here yep. for and we're gonna arrange it and and have a good time with uh, some of the the big shots in in IBU. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's funny have to, it, to wine and dine them. It uh, it makes me think about a uh, interview that Sven Fischer did a long time ago, and he at some point was alluding to the fact that the Germans at some point were not a very strong biathlon nation, and kind of had yeah. to start you know kind of from yeah. almost zero. Yeah. And you know, obviously they're one of the biggest now, but uh, I I thought it was sort of uh, 
inspirational talk that he had that, you know, everybody starts yeah. small and, and, and grows from there. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it gives hope to, uh, to the currently smaller nations. Yeah, actually, Sven Fischer was by our uh, waxing cabin at the World Championships. So, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. So, because he's uh, he he does Norwegian as well, so he he speaks uh, Norwegian. Oh, okay. Uh, so so he just went by and and talked to us about uh, uh, how to practice and how to think like a biathlete. Huh. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We just met him at the range, and uh, so and invited him. Yeah invited him in down in, into the camp uh so so yeah and there's a lot of inspiration to to get from from these guys and and he would like to come to to Copenhagen as well uh so yeah <laughs> why not that's awesome yeah that's, you'll yeah. have to get him there yeah this just sounds like I know you already said it but just an amazing experience I mean you just talked about you know Sven Fischer just kind of stopped by and you know you were just <laughs> chatting with you know with the with the Swedish guys so it's yeah. just this amazing experience you're not going to get other places I, I i don't know having not been there but it seems like a sort of a different atmosphere even than like the the winter events more relaxed and people are more willing just to to chat yeah. and hang out and maybe some of that has to do with because it's the summer and and uh you know there are no points at stake or whatever but also maybe because of the weather and it's nicer and people can just oh, you yeah. know hang out together <laughs> you, you don't have to change uh clothes and get yeah. back to the hotel and everything so everybody stands around in the summer uh so and and that's one of the good uh, good things and uh, afterwards uh, every every competition we also we all do the same uh jogging uh in mm. in the in the track um away from 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 the from the range so mm-hmm. and then we can talk to a lot of guys we we talk to the spanish guys uh, and the spanish guys also invited us to uh they they have a new range uh, just built a new a, a whole new stadium with 30 uh, lanes oh, wow. and a big setup just near barcelona so huh. uh, wow, and they just awesome. come down to us uh, and and we have a, a competition and and training camp and so on and that's just amazing to to dive into this uh, and there's just a buffet of uh, mm-hmm. just pick all these things and, and yeah, now yeah. we have to to settle down and think what what's the best for us uh and and we we haven't got a ton of money so and uh, we have a lot of payment on our own so we have to to decide what's the best uh, way to um yeah to send uh all the the young ones um to camps and so on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so I was wondering, like in one of our previous, or a number of our previous episodes, Jordan and I have talked about um, the This is where we end up the first part of our uh, chat with Christian, and uh, the next part will be up in a week. Mm-hmm.